0: Welcome everybody to Common Sense Christianity, as always, I'm your host Ethan Foster here today with another episode, and guys, I apologize that I didn't upload yesterday, I've been falling behind on all my stuff, a lot of things big going on with coronavirus, school canceling, I have to do online school now, which I am not too happy about, but Lord willing, we will get through this and we will come out strong on the other side, but today guys, I do not want to focus on coronavirus, I don't want to focus on politics, we have Another insanely long um, atheist objection to get to. And it it will cover a a wide variety of topics that will be very interesting to discuss. So let's go ahead and talk about it. So I'm going to skip through the first uh, two paragraphs because um, it has nothing to do with anything really. And and he quotes me and he says, How is that an argument from ignorance? And then he says, it's like saying, wow, the sun is amazing. No one can convince me that something so incredible is natural. It has to be my God driving a golden chariot across the sky. It's also called an argument from personal incredulity. I I'd like to briefly say, and I find this a poor example because you can observe the factual, um, the facts about the sun. You can observe the sun, um the sun's roles in our solar system and where it fits in the galaxy and the universe. You cannot do the same with the God. You cannot do the same with uh, the creation of the universe. Well, how the universe got here is a one-time event that you cannot observe. So therefore, you have to make the most logical explanation possible for um, that event occurring. then, I say, in the end, it comes down to probability, and he says, okay, fine, but probability is mathematics. Please show me how you calculated the probability of your own God existing. Please show me how you calculated uh, the probability of our universe, given that we have only one example being created by a God, for which we have zero examples. I assume you take math classes in school, right? Don't they ask you to show your work? Don't they ask you to demonstrate how you calculated the answer, or is the answer automatically right as long as you just believe in it really hard? uh, Probability is mathematics. If you calculate the odds and show me how you did that calculation, then your probability is indistinguishable from wishful thinking. I will admit, I am not good at math. I hate math. I wish math would just disappear, honestly. Uh, this is a bit harder of a question than I am going to decode here. Probability is mathematics. Of course it is. And he says, show me how you calculated the probability of your God existing. So I take this in the step-by-step process, and I've done it throughout the show's history. You start with whether a God probably exists or not. You start there. And then you move on to The more important question, well, was Jesus a real person? And then you move on to, was Jesus the Messiah? And then you finally move on to the resurrection. Those four points that I just listed can prove Christianity, no question. If you just prove that. So, probability, yes, it is a mathematical equation evolved. But my probability, the things I see, is that if those four things I can prove to be true beyond a reasonable doubt, which for it's all relative to. For me, I can prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. Maybe for this dude, I can't. But for me, I can. Uh, so I go there, and then I calculate the probability based on that. Uh, then he quotes me again. For me, the existence of God is just as simple as saying, if there is a creation, there must be a creator. And he says, sarcastically, yes, that is simple, isn't it? It's far too simple. In fact, since it's just begging the question, another known logical fallacy. If there is a creation, there must be a creator. Okay, so is there a creation? Please demonstrate that our universe is a creation. It's like explaining a tree by saying, if there is a building, there must be a builder. Okay, but I don't agree that a tree is a building. Please demonstrate that the tree is a building. Or in your example, please demonstrate that our universe is a creation. I see no reason to think so. In reality, you're just calling it a creation so that you can claim it must have a creator. Actually, the specific God you were taught to believe as a baby, huh? But calling something a creation doesn't make it true. It's like calling a tree a building. doesn't make it true. Indeed, if you can demonstrate a creation, you could probably demonstrate a creator. Though that would still be a long way from your own particular God. But since you can't demonstrate either one. You just assume a creation. Well I don't. I need evidence. Again. Comes down to those four points. And he says demonstrate. That the universe is a creation. Uh, okay. I can take. Uh, I hate using this example. So many times. Let, let's, let's use a different example. I can take um, a lamp. A lamp is not a very complicated thing in terms of us, but you know there's a creator, you can demonstrate this by just looking at it and seeing that there, that natural processes never come up with the lamp. You can see this with biology. When you look at, at cells, that biology has a specific copying process to create that cell. You have to copy the DNA, you have to copy the RNA, you have to code for proteins, you have to code for the functions of the cell. So what started it all? You can't explain that scientifically. Scientific science explains the process of it, but you cannot explain the process of it coming into being. So yes, I see the universe as a creation just because I look at something that's complex. I look at something that I can observe and realize that that there is a process of creating these things, but what started the whole process in the first place? And you can't explain that scientifically. This comes back to just what you personally see the universe as. And he quotes me again. If I see something like a computer, I automatically assume that it was designed by intelligence. Why can't I apply that to the universe? He says, partly it's because we know very well how computers are designed. We have millions of examples. We have only one example of a universe. We have zero evidence that it was designed. We also have abundant evidence of similar man-made items, which we know were designed and built by human beings. We could describe some of them as complex, but not others. Typically, designed items are only as complex as they need to be, which is very different from life. Indeed, simplicity is one hallmark of good design, and there are all sorts of other ways we can look at those items, too. But the two things they all have in common is one, that we know human beings built them, and two that we built them by rearranging existing stuff into a new form. In other words, none of them were created. Contrast that with the universe. We have one example. We have no idea how it came about, or even if it's always existed in one form or another. And unlike anything else we've ever known, you're claiming that it was created. Furthermore, if a creator designed this incredibly immense universe just for some upright apes, On one tiny planet, in in a very modest solar system, he must be the worst designer in history. It would be like designing a doghouse that was the entire Milky Way galaxy. Any business would immediately fire an idiotic designer like that. Uh, The claim that the the designer is idiotic for the way he designed it is just ignorant, the claim you don't know the designer's intentions you don't know why he did this you don't know if this this and this didn't exist then then the earth wouldn't have existed and it wouldn't be able to uh, sustain life which is the case in many um examples which i discuss on the show quite often uh, no it just doesn't make sense what you're saying you're going with unrelated Examples. And I'll take this. Is So he says that we know human beings built them. When it talks about the computers, right? That we built them by rearranging stuff into new form. <coughs> take the vastness of the universe. And I want you to just think about that. How the early universe, 13.5, 13.8, whatever, billion years ago. I want you to please explain to me how a big bang full of mostly hydrogen created that. One of the laws is matter cannot be created or destroyed. What created matter? How was matter created if it cannot be created or destroyed? Is that an exception to the law? What created it? Why was it created? You have no explanation for this, which is fine. But don't sit here and criticize me for providing a perfectly reasonable explanation backed by reasonable statements that I have said time and time again consistently. Don't sit here and criticize me for that and then go on and say that God, God is the worst designer in history if he created the Milky Way it created such a vast universe. It is idiotic to suppose that this entire universe came from one little point. Before space, time, and matter. And then, boom. Oh. All the hydrogen spewed out in over millions and billions of years. It started to come in together and into organized chaos. That is stupid to me. I'm sorry. It, it really just is. And I hope you just think about that for a sec. And realize what you were saying. I believe in the Big Bang. But, um... But I think that someone would have had to guide the processes of the Big Bang. And he quotes me again. Again, I ask, why would many disciples and apostles die for this demand? He said, again, I ask for evidence that that actually happened. Many disciples and apostles is extraordinarily vague. Who are you talking about? Name one person, please. Who was he? How did he die? Could he have saved his life by uh, recanting? How do you know all of that? Know that I can give the names of lots of Muslims who died for their religion, people willing to strap bombs to their body and blow themselves up. Does that prove that Islam is true then? Obviously, people will die for their religious beliefs. I can also point to Joseph Smith. Are you a Mormon? Why not? He died for his beliefs, didn't he? Would Joseph Smith have died for a lie? These are just examples, and I'm sure that Mormons will point to Joseph Smith. All I'm asking you is to give me more than just a vague claim about many. Can you pick any uh, of those supposed many disciples and apostles and actually make your case? Or is that all you've all you've got, just vague claims? Again, how is that vague? Many disciples and apostles, all but one disciple, John, Died. You can pick any of those. What's vague about that? Pick one. Pick whatever one you want. I'm giving you options. I was being, in his words, vague because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who I choose. I could choose Paul, who wrote letters, and then he's going to say, well, someone could have just wrote that. That's what he's going to say. Because when you discuss with atheists on these issues, they always pick apart your argument. By making up stuff that they wouldn't apply to anything else. Joseph Smith, that's your best example. Joseph Smith was a criminal. He was in jail, my friend. And he killed. He murdered two people. And that's why he got killed. Despite what the Mormons believe. But we're not even going to get to that. You make no sense. You pick Muslims who died for their religion? I want you to just think about that, Belgarth, right? A Muslim... Today, as far as I know, Muhammad didn't die for his beliefs. I haven't done research on Islam because I really don't care. Let's pick Muslims for, for this example. A Muslim today, Islam was made around 600 AD. A Muslim today, that's about 1400 years of, of time, claiming that they believe from childhood that um, belief... They died for that. 1,400 years after the fact. That is nothing like the disciples. Absolutely unrelated. The disciples were there. They claimed to be there. And to say that they made this religion up, that, they, that, that it's even a possibility. And you ask me to give an example. I'll give you an example. Paul. Paul wrote it himself. We have claims of this. And you can sit there and say that he could have just made it up. It could have been made up by someone else. You go ahead and believe that. Just go ahead and believe that, my friend. And leave me alone. But Paul was a Pharisee. He was a well-educated, well-off person in Jewish society. And then all of a sudden, when he was a persecutor of Christians, he became a Christian and later got beheaded by the Romans. Which that isn't in the Bible. Those are from early church founder sources. If you... If that's not too vague for you, my friend. Uh, so that's an example for you, if that's not good enough. There was a major difference between Joseph Smith, between Muslims, and the early disciples, namely uh, Paul, Peter, any the others uh, that suffered for the claims of the gospel. Then he quotes me, I don't see why people would die for something that never happened. Muslim suicide bombers, Joseph Smith, the Heaven's Gate religious cult, the People's Temple in uh, Jonestown, the Order of the Solar Temple. Do I need to go on? Often people are willing to die for their religious beliefs, their political beliefs too. If you have anything at all, you need more than just a vague claim that people won't die for the religion unless it's true. We know that people will die and have died for... Lots and lots of different religions. Again, it comes down to the certain context of it. You cannot just spit out certain cultist groups, certain religious groups, and just compare that, that to the Gospels. The Gospels and the disciples and the apostles are very, um, are very different type of religious group, and that we don't generally see in history. And then he quotes me. Then, where they were born within the first century. So. Th- There were still witnesses to these events. Evidence? Who were those witnesses? Where were those witnesses? When did those witnesses die? At the time when life expectancy, especially for poor people, was pathetically low. And when did Josephus and Tacitus interview those witnesses? At the very least, this would have been decades afterwards, and that's assuming that it all happened. Tacitus was Roman. If there were witnesses still alive for him to interview, they wouldn't have been in Rome, right? Uh... That could be right or wrong. I don't know. Uh, Josephus was born in Jerusalem, at least. Of course, Josephus was a Jew, not a Christian. So if there were witnesses, why didn't Josephus know anything about them? The whole point of me giving you Josephus and Tacitus, my friend, is that they weren't Christians. That's the whole point of it. And if you accept the Bible as a reliable source... In the sense of just the historical context. Uh, People witnessed this stuff. And you have to understand the Jewish beliefs of the false Messiah. And this is a Christian belief too. That there were false people that would come in the name of the Lord. And perform miracles. And perform wondrous works. And they will be false prophets. Uh, Couldn't Josephus have just believed that? And you ask for witnesses. I don't know who Josephus witnessed. Um well interviewed, and you don't either, but Josephus is still a reliable source. There are many historians um throughout history that you do not know who they witnessed, and that 's the point of a historian. They give you the evidence from the witnesses that 's the whole point of it. I really think that you were just making stuff up just to try and bash me um continuing on. You want me to believe something that even people living there at the time didn't believe, based on what, according to you, they supposedly witnessed. How can that even make sense to you? Of course, you didn't say what Tacitus and Josephus supposedly said. You didn't say when they supposedly said it. You didn't say which witnesses they supposedly interviewed. You didn't say how you know any of this. You just said Josephus and Tacitus, for example. You couldn't have been more vague unless you... Just said some people, for example. Again, I don't want vague claims. Vague claims are worthless here. Maybe you could just look it up, my friend. It's very simple. Look up Josephus and Tacitus' claims about Jesus. Just look that up. Unless you're too lazy to. I don't need to provide everything for you. I'm not your mom, dude. Just look it up. Look it up. I mean, why? Why do I deal with you people? This is annoying as heck for me. Because you sit here, you don't give me actual objections. You say, well, when in the first century did they write it? Why is that important? It was in the second half of the first century, around 63 to 70 AD, I believe. But that's not important. Why on earth is that important? Anyway, pick Tacitus if you want. Pick Josephus if you want. Pick anyone. I don't care who you pick, as long as you pick one person to make your case. Or do you have nothing but vague claims? And then I say, legends can't develop that quickly. Evidence? Uh, Look at history, my friend. And again, please give me your personal views on these events so I can better respond to them. How can I be any more clear? I just want one piece of good evidence that one of your religious claims is actually true. You needn't convince me that Jerusalem exists. I know that Jerusalem exists, and that doesn't mean anything magical about it. New York City exists too, but that doesn't mean the Spider-Man comics are true in every other respect. And I'll give you a historical Jesus of some kind. Lots of people lived back then. It's not an extraordinary claim that one or more of them were named Jesus. Claiming that he could work magic, claiming that he could come back to life after being dead for three days... Claiming that he was a god, those kinds of things are extraordinary claims. Do you have one piece of good evidence backing up any of them? I don't know how I can be any more clear. I want something more than just vague claims. For now, at least, can you pick just one thing and make your case? If only it were that simple, my friend. If only you can condense it down into the simplicity you want. And again, I could say the same exact things about atheism, about the Big Bang, about evolution, which I believe in both of those things, which I made abundantly clear. I could do the exact same things, and you would start calling me an idiot and a buffoon because those are unreasonable um, questions. And that's the same thing with this. These are a bunch of hooligan, unreasonable questions. You ask... Uh, let me go back to, um, to this. Give, can you pick one thing and make your case? No. There's so many things out there I can make my case on. You have to be specific. In your words, be less vague, my friend. Christianity and religion itself is very complicated to prove. Not because there's no evidence. Not because there's a lack or plenty of evidence. It's just because there are so many things that you have to look at. Um. You say you give me a historical Jesus of some kind. Okay, I don't care. I mean, every, almost every atheist believes in some sort of Jesus. And then you say, claiming that he could work magic, claiming that he came back to life after being dead for three days... Claiming that he was a god. Those kind of things are extraordinary claims. One piece of evidence I'll get you, and then I'll have to close here in a bit, is uh, Old Testament prophecies that predicted the method of execution, uh, that predicted the Messiah's actions, uh, portrayed that he was going to suffer a great painful death, Hundreds of years before any of this happened. Read Isaiah 53. Read Psalms 22. Read the Messianic passages in the Old Testament. And you could say that people could have just wrote that in there, but then you can go to the Dead Sea Scrolls and see that you are just stupid and haven't done your research, my friend. And you've made good claims in the past, but this uh, comment that you left uh, just claimed that everything I said was vague. And this is why I don't necessarily like responding to you guys all the time because you claim everything that I say is vague. You claim that my evidence isn't actual evidence, but that's just your opinion. And you're just not satisfied with it. You can't convince an, athe- an atheist like this, people that are listening, because they don't want to be convinced. They want to try it and make you look like an idiot. And sometimes you just, just have to ignore this type of um, of comment because it is not worth pursuing because the fact that they don't want to be convinced. And we'll go on and close with that. Thank you guys for listening to this pretty intense episode of Common Sense Christianity. Uh, share the podcast with your friends and family. Go check out, guys. I forgot to mention this. We have a new podcast called the Sons of Liberty podcast. Me and my friends are doing it. It's about politics, guys. You can see the conservative side of me, my opinions on Trump, my opinions on the Democratic presidential candidates, and much more. Sons of Liberty podcast is available on Spotify and Anchor and Google Podcasts, and it's expanding every week, guys. And if you have any questions, email me at Podcast at gmail.com. And until next time, I'm Ethan Foster, your host here with Common Sense Christianity. You just listened to an episode of Common Sense Christianity. I'm your host, Ethan Foster, as always. And we love doing this for you guys. Please share the podcast with your friends and family if you like it. And frankly, even if you don't, uh, subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review so that more people can hear the word of God. And until next time, God bless you.